podcasting live throughout the world. It's the Independent Man Podcast. Hey, good evening and good morning and welcome and happy Columbus Day. It's Columbus Day and the year of our Lord, 2022 at 12.15 in the morning. And why Indigenous People's Day is far worse than Columbus Day. This is a beautiful song from The Godfather, the Tarantella right there. Yeah, this is it, Columbus Day, Italian music. Nothing better than that. So, yep, go watch The Godfather and you'll see this beautiful um, song. And there's so many on that uh, soundtrack with The Godfather. But um, getting back to uh, Columbus Day, and it's just awful. The liberals, again, have ruined everything that they touch. Um, they wanted to you know, replace Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day, and they won. I, I looked on my calendar um, a few weeks ago. I was making appointments, and on Monday, October 10th, it said Indigenous Peoples Day. It, it, it's totally ludicrous. Um, in L.A., the desire to diss the European discoverer was so strong that they rejected a compromise proposal to keep Columbus Day and add Indigenous Peoples Day elsewhere. So, you know, the people still want Columbus Day, as you're going to see in a moment here. Um, there was a lady in um, L.A. Native American Indian Commission, Christy Castro. She said we need to dismantle a state-sponsored celebration of genocide of Indigenous peoples. To make us celebrate on any other day would be further injustice. Now, most Americans don't agree. A new Marist poll finds that 56% of Americans admire Columbus and support Columbus Day. They reject the idea that it's a holiday about slaughter and enslavement. However, if we really want to commemorate horrifying unspeakable violence and oppression in the Americas, here's the perfect holiday, Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, long before the white European knew a North American continent existed, Indians of the Northern Plains were massacring entire villages. Cannibalism, headhunting, and human sacrifice in North America was uh, a big deal, according to George Franklin Feldman in the book Cannibalism, Headhunting, and Human Sacrifice. And not just killed, but mutilated. Hands and feet were cut off. Each body's head was sculpted. The remains were left scattered around the village, which was burned. When thinking of pre-Columbian America, forget what you've seen in the Disney movies. Think slavery, cannibalism, and mass human sacrifice. For all the talk from the angry and dangerous about European slavery, it turns out that pre-Columbian America was virtually one huge slave camp. According to slavery and Native Americans in British North America and the United States, 1600 to 1865 by Tony Siebert, most Native American tribal groups practiced some form of slavery before the European introduction of African slavery into North America. Enslaved warriors sometimes endured mutilation of, or torture that could end in death as part of a grief ritual for relatives slain in battle. Some Indians cut off one foot of their captives to keep them from running away. Things changed when the Europeans arrived. However, Indians found that British settlers eagerly purchased or captured Indians to use as forced labor. More and more Indians began selling war captives to whites. That's right. Pocahontas and her pals were slave traders. 
if you were an Indian lucky enough to be sold to a European slave master, that turned out to be a good thing. At least you didn't end up in a scene from Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Ritual human sacrifice was widespread in the Americas. The Incas, for example, practiced ritual human sacrifice to appease their gods, either executing captive warriors or their own specially raised, perfectly formed children, according to Kim McQuarrie, author of The Last Days of the Incas. The Aztecs, on the other hand, will move more into the volume-volume-volume approach to ritual human slaughter. At the reconstruction of the Great Pyramid in 1487, the Aztecs performed a mass human sacrifice of an estimated 80,000 enslaved captives in four days. Imagine that, 80,000 slave captives in four days. According to an eyewitness account of indigenous peoples at work in this case, in 1642, as observed by the Reverend Father Barthelme Vimont, the Jesuits' relations, captives had their fingers cut off, were forced to set each other on fire, had their skin stripped off, and in one captured warrior's case, the torture continued throughout the night, building to a fervor, finally ending at sunrise by cutting his scalp open, forcing sand into the wound and dragging his mutilated body around the camp. When they had finished, the Iraqis carved up and ate parts of his body. Shocked? Don't be. Cannibalism was also fairly common in the New World before and after Columbus arrived. According to numerous sources, the name Mohawk comes from the Alcorn for flesh eaters. Anthropologist Marvin Harris, author of Cannibals and Kings, reports that the Aztecs viewed their prisoners as marching meat. The native peoples also had an obsession with heads. Sculpting was a common practice among many tribes. While some, like the Javaro in the Andes, were feared for their headhunting, shrinking their victims' head to the size of an orange. Even sports involved severed heads. If you were lucky enough to survive a game of the wildly popular Mesoamerican ball, your trophy could include an actual human head. So there are no pure peoples in history. Slavery, torture, cannibalism, Tell me why we're celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day again, and we're getting rid of Columbus Day. To protest what? The fact that one group of slavery practicing violent people conquered another group of violent, bloodthirsty slavers? That's a precess of the history of the Americas before Columbus arrived. There's always been the fatal flaw of the left's politics of race guilt. Name the race that's not guilty. Racism, violence, and conquest are part of the human condition, not the European one. There is, however, one key difference between the European conquistadors and the Incas, Aztecs, and the Iraqis, who conquered the Americas before them. In addition to violence and greed, the Europeans also brought literacy, liberalism, and the scientific method, all of which would transform America into the greatest champion of human freedom the world has ever known. Do the anti-Columbus activists who claim Europe's conquest of America is a sin really want to live in a world where it never happened, where America is an illiterate, technological backwater of tribal violence and ritual human sacrifice? Of course not. The only reason their ideological idiocy has free reign today is because Europeans showed up in 1492. So, you know, again, that's just a little history right there. I mean, the liberals have a war on everything. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Valentine's. I mean, um, Columbus Day has been attacked every year. 
because Christopher Columbus supposedly personally carried out genocide, a complete fabrication by the liberals who were famous for falsifying history for ideological purposes. For those students who are not obsessed with Columbus' crimes, their ignorance of his achievement is cringeworthy. While Indigenous Peoples Day started innocently enough in 1989, the left crazies now want to put it in place of Columbus Day, thereby tarnishing both holidays. Halloween is becoming less and less fun as liberals either cry out cultural appropriation or claim that certain ethnic costumes, Polynesian, Mexican, Arabic, Oriental, etc., will put someone in a coma. For some unstated reason, even the name Halloween is objected to in favor of Orange and Black Day. I mean, it's ridiculous. Valentine's Day is under attack in India and in Muslim countries, and here as well from liberals. Campus Reform had a mock petition out for outlawing Valentine's Day that, that the mindless cattle, that is, the college students, signed. Jamie Glassoff gives a detailed a- analysis of the parallels between the pathological hatred of Muslims and leftists for Valentine's Day, a day of love. And in the case of Christmas, their focus has been on removing the fact that it is a birthday celebration for Christ, hence Christmas, hence Christmas tree, which they have tried to rename as holiday tree. Some places have banned Christmas decorations altogether. Some ads have even removed all presents of Christianity from Christmas to the point of including Muslims. This way they are being inclusive, except for excluding Christians. The war on Christmas is not being undertaken in isolation. In case you hadn't noticed, it's now Thanksgiving Day's turn. Yep, nothing is sacred to liberals. Even some leftist Jews have attacked it. We're not glamorizing Jewish holidays. With their odious, joyless outlook, leftists have targeted a beloved holiday when family members travel to gather and be with one another. A day to take stock and be thankful for what you have. A day to commemorate the peaceful friendship between the pilgrims and the Indians. The fact that both Christmas and Thanksgiving have a religious overtone makes them an even bigger target for the leftists. Some have used their hatred of Trump to attack the White House Christmas decorations. At least Peter put a smile on our faces by wanting to erect a memorial to the turkeys that died in an Iowa traffic accident. The truth of the matter is that leftists do not really hate Halloween or Columbus Day, or Thanksgiving Day per se. The attacks on the holidays are just the tip of the iceberg, saturated with hatred deep down their real hate is for the country, the society that they live in. The holidays and the anthem are just manifestations of America or Canada. They are addicted, yes, addicted to hate. That is one of the characteristics of a liberal personality. In their minds, to hate one's country One's race, one's sex, and one's religion is the height of intellectual achievement and makes them intellectually superior to the rest of us. I disagree with the self-assessment. Do notice that Christmas, Valentine's Day, Independence Day, and Thanksgiving Day all embrace the concept of love in one way or another. Regardless, leftists are not going to be very successful in abolishing Thanksgiving Day or Halloween or Valentine's Day, or Christmas, or the National Anthem. Not even in Boston, New York, or California. But they will try. In the meantime, happy Columbus Day, everybody.
Promotional consideration paid for by Quinlan Memorials of Wakefield, Massachusetts. Visit QuinlanMemorials.com. Live from the Q100 Studios, it's DJ Ralphie J.